All right. Hello. Welcome to the Why Not Today podcast. We are in episode number three and season number one. And my name is Leslie and I am the host of this fun podcast that I started last month. And I started the Why Not Today podcast to honor my dad, who often said, why not today? And really want to talk about courage and what it is to to say why not today. And so I'm going to interview people um, for this. And today I have somebody I met, I guess, last fall um, at a gala event, Adrian Chadwell. And he is going to be our guest for today. But I just kind of love to share the connection and how we met and how we got connected. So last fall, the Cornerstones, which is a nonprofit in the Reston area, was doing their 50th anniversary gala. And I came into the office to help put together baskets, one of my uh, superpowers from Mary Kay. And Adrian was there helping me grabbing all kinds of things from the office and just putting these together. And we started chatting and who he is and where he's from. He said he was local, though he's not really from Reston, but he, we, we'll claim him now. Um, but just so many different connections. And he looked familiar and figured out that we actually had met at a church, Restoration Church, um, it was Poor Theology, which I spoke at, and he was there as a young professional and part of that group, and just lots of different connections from family friends to Restoration Church to Cornerstones, and he kind of shared a story, and it just was one of those courageous things, so I'm excited to have Adrian Chadwell join us today, so Adrian, tell us a little about you and maybe a fun fact before we get started. Yeah, absolutely. So Leslie, first off, thank you for having me on here. I am super excited to be chatting with you and um, just, you know, kind of telling a little bit about my story and, um, you know, hearing a little bit about uh, yourself and and your dad. Um, But needless to say, I'm excited to be here. Um, So a little background on me. Um, I'm currently the manager of corporate and institutional relations at Cornerstones, how we kind of met for the second time, but really met, um, you know, for real. Uh, this past fall. Um, and that was a funny story just because you were putting these baskets together. And I just remember I was in charge of taking all of them from our office to the gala. And like one of them tipped over in my car and I had to put it back together. And I was like, Leslie, I ruined all your baskets. <laughs> and I was, uh, but um, it ended up being. You didn't really ruin them. <laughs> we put yeah. it back. <laughs> but, um, but no, so I've been at Cornerstones for about two and a half years. Um, I've been living in Reston for the last almost five years uh, since I graduated from college um, from Christopher Newport University. Um, but as you mentioned, yeah, I am local to Northern Virginia. I grew up in West Springfield, went to West Springfield High School. Um, and like I said, been here for the last five years. Uh, I'm involved with Restoration Church, um, you know, been playing with the worship team there for a couple of years and been having a, a really great time with that amazing group of people. Um, fun fact about myself, I think here, this past fall, I walked the entire WNOD trail in one day. So that's a, that's a fun fact there. That is a really fun fact. And that was <laughs> one of the courageous things I want to talk to you about because I watch after meeting you, of course, you have to connect on social media and all our mutual friends. <laughs> fun um but tell us a little bit more about that because that was really cool and i think super courageous and i can honestly say you're gonna probably laugh at this is i walked on the wnod trail for the first time like a month ago and i've lived here pretty much my whole life so actually oh man a little fun connection 
Meg Donnelly, who was my first official guest on the podcast. We went for a walk there last month. So yeah, but tell us your story because I didn't go, I didn't do what you did. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, the WID is one of my favorite parts about living in the area, just having access to that. And I, uh, I bike um, as well as, you know, run and walk a lot. So hopping on there with my bike, you know, I can go from Reston to Vienna to Falls Church, or I can go west and head out to like Percival. And, you know, you get to see so many cool things. But um, as you mentioned, we were celebrating 50 years of Cornerstones this past fall. And leading up to the event, I, I thought I want to do something personally to raise money uh, for the event. Um, and I was thinking, I was like, well, I could do some cool, you know, bike ride, like a hundred mile bike ride. Um, and, you know, I had all these ideas and I finally just came up with this idea of walking the entire trail in one day and, you know, seeing so many of the the cities, the neighborhoods that we support as an organization, I felt like it just fit so perfectly. Um, so, you know, the, the trail is 45 miles and I was like, yeah, sure. I can do that. No problem. Um, <laughs> and it was, it was quite a day. Um, it, it was one of the toughest things I've ever done, but one of the best days of my entire life. Um, I always refer to it as kind of like a, a pilgrimage, kind of like a, a vision quest, if you will, you know, just, I had, about 16 hours to myself of just listening to music, thinking, praying, talking to myself, um, whatever it was. And, you know, I honestly think that day changed me. I rose, you know, about over $2,000, about $2,200 for Cornerstones. Wow. Um, and now I think I'm going to turn it into an annual thing that I do um, all in, in benefit of Cornerstones every year. Uh, but it was, it was amazing. It was a great time. And I got to raise money for the organization I love. Oh, that's awesome. And so did people join you on it or just did it by yourself the whole way? I had a few friends join for bits and pieces. And then my parents came out because um, I was ending in Percival and I had gotten an Uber that morning out to Arlington uh, to start. So I didn't have any way of getting home. So my parents came out and met me a few miles back. You know, they walked a few miles and then walked, walked those miles back with me. Um, so I, I had some company, but not for a majority of the time. I would say, you know, 90% of it was alone, if, if wow. not more. What a cool thing to do. And, and as you said, life-changing and hard, but it, and that's definitely one of those, why not today? Like, I'm sure it was scary. And I'm sure there's times you're thinking, what the heck did I just do? Even committing oh, before you started. And then as you're going, like, oh my goodness, like how, I couldn't imagine. So definitely, it's definitely one of those big, why not today kind of things that you did. It was one of those things where as soon as I posted about it and started raising money, I was like, well, I have to walk 45 miles now. Um, and at that point, I was like, well, there's no going back. Here we go. So yeah, and was, often that's the whole gist of why not today is like having an idea and putting it out there to just say, OK, I'm going to do this. And once you kind of make it public and these days with social media, you really kind of make it public. And although you nobody really probably would have thought bad of you if you didn't. But I would have. <laughs> exactly. And that's I'm my toughest critic. Kind of the thing with why not today and having courage. So that kind of leads me into one of my first questions is what does courage mean to you? Have you ever thought about it or I have. Um, I think a lot of people, well, one of the things I've heard is courage is doing the right thing when no one's looking. Mm -hmm. Um that people say that's you know the definition of integrity as well. Um, a little twist on that. I think courage is doing the right thing when it either doesn't benefit you or is not the easy thing to do. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and that can be, you know, you can kind of 
go down a lot of different like paths of how that makes sense for different situations. But, you know, high level, that's my definition of courage. I like that definition. So yeah, it's doing those things for other people and it's being courageous um, in so many different ways. So when I met you, um, you had kind of told me at some point, I don't know if it was the gala or um, we actually, it's funny, we reconnected at uh, our family does a turkey trot and you were joined us for that. And yeah. so that was kind of fun to have you there. So I don't know where you short, shared your story, but kind of share your story from where you went, how you got introduced to Cornerstones, I guess. And just a little background, people that are listening. Cornerstones is a nonprofit that's been in Reston for years. It used to be called Reston Interfaith, and it was several churches coming together to have a nonprofit to help with um, people in need. So from homelessness, we have a shelter. Um, so there's so many facets of Cornerstones to um, Laura Learning Center, which is a subsidized daycare. So lots of different things. And as um, living in Reston, I've been connected with Cornerstones and um, rest interfaith for years and years. My father was as well. So kind of share how you found out about Cornerstones and how you got involved and how you started working there, which is kind of a, uh, why not today story. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give, I'll try to give you the shorter version, but mm -hmm. I grew up in a military family, grew up wanting to be in the military. Um, I was going through the officer candidacy school, uh, selection process about three or four years ago and had to get knee surgery, which disqualified me from what I thought was my dream career of, you know, being in the military, helping people that way. And, you know, in my eyes, that was the way I was going to be giving back. Um, and my life was kind of shifted upside down. Um, this, this, this dream career of mine wasn't an option anymore because of this medical procedure I had. So um, I didn't really know what was going on in my life. And I was working, um, in a, at a local uh, technology corporation called CareSoft, uh, which is a great, great organization. Um, and I was working there, um, and one of my friends reached out and asked, you know, like, hey, where do you go to church around here? And I was like, oh, well, I don't really go to church around here yet, um, but there's this church down the street called Restoration. I see the signs um, on the street, you know, every every Sunday when I when I drive past uh, Forest Edge Elementary School. Um, do you want to check that out? So we go check it out. Uh, I meet Tim Ward for the first time who's one of my all-time favorite people and um, one, of, one of my biggest inspirations in life. And uh, he has his opening prayer and it was way too specific. It was like something about, um, you know, we, we might have people here today who are trying to figure out their life and trying to figure out, you know, uncertainties. And, but it was even more specific than that. And I kind of looked around, I was like, what is going on? He's way spot on right now. And, you know, I meet him and a few months wow. pass and, and he, uh, I continue going to restoration. He brings me to the Cornerstones Best of Rest and Gala, um, which took place in April of 2019. And that was my first introduction to Cornerstones. Um, he invited me as a guest because I was, you know, a newer church member. He wanted to get to know me. That's just Tim. If you know Tim, that's a very Tim thing. Just like getting to know people, Absolutely. being generous and uh, just amazing guy. Um, and it really spoke to me. So, and the, the mission really spoke to me. And so Tim and I were, you know, chatting and talking about my career aspirations and everything. And he asked, well, you know, do you think Cornerstones would be a good fit for you? Would you want to be working at some place like that? Because all I knew was I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to have a, a mission-driven career, something that every day I was going into it, giving back to other people. And I didn't really know where to go from there, but I knew that was high level what I wanted. Um, 
long story short, I volunteered there for a few months, applied for a position at the Embry-Rucker Shelter um, in the fall of 2019, and kind of just took the leap of faith, left the, uh, the corporate position, um, and, you know, worked as a coordinator for the Embry-Rucker Shelter for about a year and a half, and then got put on the development team um, just over a year ago, and I've been doing corporate fundraising for the last year. Uh, so that's my, my cornerstone story. Um, Love that story. And it's so funny, you know, talking about connections is oh my, gosh. my Tim Ward connection. Um, I met Tim Ward, like I heard about him because I knew um, our mutual friends, Al Geyers went to church there and my sister went there mm. with my niece one time. Um, and so I've heard of Tim Ward, but I officially met Tim Ward um, when Bob Simon passed away and both of us were speaking at his vigil. And he walked up to me and he'd met my niece and my sister once and not even, I've never met him. And he looked at me and goes, you're Olivia Little's aunt. And I'm like, how the <laughs> heck did you just pull that off? Instantly fell in love with him. Like, oh my gosh, this guy is such a connector. And then <laughs> got to know him. And ironically, the year before the Best of Rest in April of 2018, I was honored as a um, Best of Rest in recipient. And Tim Ward actually gave me my plaque. Oh, my that. Yeah, isn't that cool? So I think we were meant to connect and all those interesting twists and turns. And then, of course, the poor theology thing that I did with him. Um, so, yeah, I wish he was still in Reston, but I know he's doing great things in Ashburn. Um, he's, he definitely gonna, he's definitely going to be a guest on this at one point, but I figured I'd get you first. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Got to warm uh, up the audience. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So. As far as making the leap from corporate America, and that's exactly what I did when I left my job is it was like, all right, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it. We're going to try it. So was it something that you thought about for a long time or it was just one of those things that it just hits your heart and it's like, why not today? It was one of those things that as soon as I was introduced to Cornerstones, I was ready to make that jump. And like, I was, I, I it was so appealing to me. Um, the position, there weren't any entry-level positions available uh, when I first, you know, started talking to, you know, some of the team members at Cornerstones. So I had some forced time to think about it. And that's when I started volunteering at the, the shelter just to get, you know, acclimated to, you know, the shelter environment and get some experience under my belt and just be, um, you know, a little experience with that kind of uh, environment and the staff there. And, which ended up helping me a lot, but so I had some forced time to think about it, but I would have absolutely made that leap if someone offered me a job, you know, months ahead of when I actually did start working there. Right. But when you went to the best of restaurant, was that was when you were like, do you remember where you're sitting? And like, for me, often when I have those life-changing decisions, I remember exactly where I was sitting, what I was doing. Oh, um, I remember I, I can, I have a like picture of it in my head of where I was sitting and listening to Carrie Wilson speak for the first time and just hearing about all these amazing organizations aside from Cornerstones, but um, in a, you know, Cornerstones included there, just, right. I was amazed. I was like, I need to be doing something like this right now. Yeah. So how did you feel after you made that decision? Amazing. Like I felt so empowered. I felt very proud of myself for doing something that I knew obviously financially going from technology sales to uh, working, you know, as a coordinator in a uh, homeless shelter was, it was a big change financially. Um, right. And in my head, you know, 
that's a decision I would have made a million times over and I still would go back and do it again. Right. And I know we're going to talk about in a minute, some twists and turns in your life that are changing, which is <laughs> all good things. So if there, and actually let's talk about that now. So when I called you the other day to ask you about doing this and you, it was one of those things, definitely a God thing. You just were on my mind and heart. I'm like, I've just got to ask Adrian. I loved your story. And after I kind of shared with you and asked you to do it, you're like, okay, I got to be a, uh, transparent here there's a twist to this so share the twist and I think as you said this took more courage I think than making the leap from corporate to cornerstones and now you're going back so tell us a little bit about that story yeah absolutely so back in November I found out that my dog Marley has uh, cancer um, very treatable uh, we went through a lot of testing he went, had surgery a few days before Christmas and since then, he's been going through chemotherapy, which, as you can imagine, um, the vet bills are not cheap. Um, no. <laughs> and I've kind of dug my, I've kind of dug myself in a hole here, um, financially speaking. And I really have made it the difficult choice, but I really have in my, you know, according to my bank, I don't have a choice. Um, <laughs> heading back to corporate, uh, the corporate world, uh, where you know I'll be able to financially support myself a little bit better and get myself a little more stable in, in that sense. Um, and in, in the few months ago when I had to make this decision, it really did feel like kind of like a breakup where I had this pit in my stomach and I just didn't want, like it was a terrible feeling of, I had this dream job that I love and I've been there for two and a half years and I'm so proud of the work I've done. And, but I really feel like I'm just getting started. Um, and I have to make this decision that is going to affect me, you know, for years at a time. Um, so yeah, I'm going back to corp the corporate world. Um, I'm excited about going back to, I'm actually going back to CareSoft. Um, and I'm excited about it. Um, again, it's very sad, um, but I am looking forward to continuing work with Cornerstones um, as uh, in, in a few different roles. Um, and one of those being leading our, our young professionals group and another being uh, we talked about having a young professional on the board of directors for a long time, and it's looking like I'll be filling that role. So I'll be very involved with Cornerstones and a little little best of both worlds here, which I'm very happy about. <laughs> That's awesome. And I love that you've been able to pivot, but still be able to be a part of Cornerstones. And sometimes, you know, I found being able to not be day-to-day -day operations, but you may be able to do bigger things and touch more people. Um, like you just being one employee there, but now you're going to bring in all those young professionals and, and now it's not like, okay, you have to join and do this because it's my job, but now you get to do it, which is a whole different motivation. Oh, absolutely. And you just don't know. And I always say, you never know whose life you're going to touch. And, you know, going through the time you did, that was something that was part of your journey. And, and you know, I absolutely agree. And I mean, First thing, like, how lucky am I where I, you know, I have to leave this job, but you don't usually get to stay con so connected with a former job when you move on to another one. Um, that's such a unique experience that I'm going to be having uh, coming up soon. Um, and, you know, another thing that I've said, I kind of had this realization uh, a few months ago where even if, you know, obviously it's a tough decision to make and I, and I have to make this for uh, financial reasons and everything, but if I had never made this decision to work for Cornerstones for the last two and a half years, 
I would always be sitting here thinking like, what if, and, you know, I, I've made so many connections and had such an amazing experience. And now I get to build off of that, um, kind of, you know, not in my nine to five time. Right. And you said, why not today and tried it. And as you said, you wouldn't have had those experiences and those connections and it's part of your journey. You just never know that person. And, you know, it was a financial choice, um, to go back to corporate. But you don't, you know, they always say money, money doesn't buy happiness, but money definitely gives you choices. So you could financially be a huge donor and make a bigger difference in cornerstones. Um, you know, you just don't, you just never know. You got to trust that. Absolutely. That's that whole, the whole premise of being courageous and why not today is doing those things that your heart just tells you to do or that little God, there's a book called God winks and just the God winks and just following them. And that's really why I want to do this podcast because so many people I know are afraid of doing those things. And, you know, they say one, one day I'm going to volunteer one day I'm going to do this and they just never do it because life gets yeah. in the way. So it's saying, why not today? And just doing it. And you, you never know. I mean, you, some things we say, why not today are super successful. And some things we say, no, why not then? Like, okay, maybe I should have done that. So <laughs> is there anything that you have regretted not doing before that you didn't have the courage to say why not today in your life oh i'm sure there's there's tons um thing you can think of um one big one is not playing football in high school but that's okay. <laughs> that's a that's a, that's a di- different kind of person that um no, but I, not at all i i uh i think i've been very intentional for the last two since i started working at cornerstones honestly that was the the beginning of when I started, you know, very intentionally um, not being a person that just says I'll do something and actually going out and do it. And, you know, last year was a big year for me in that sense where there are all these things I want to do. Um, I like always talked about like, yeah, I could be a personal trainer and, you know, I, I'd really like to do that. And then last year I was like, all right, then do it. And I, you know, went and got certified and became a personal trainer and, you know, awesome. things like, the, and the, the, the walk for cornerstones and, um, you know, it was, it was all these things. Where I was like, well, just stop talking about it and do it. Um, that needless to say, there's like, there's a, a bunch of things that I've probably said that I will do and haven't actually done. Um, but I try not to have too many regrets in life. You know, right. I feel like if, if something didn't happen, then maybe it's, it just wasn't the right time and it'll happen in the future. And, or, you know, I try to look to look back too much. Right. Well, and what you said is you've been intentional about things. And I think, and we didn't even talk about this, but the time you've worked at Cornerstones is through this whole crazy pandemic. So that's <laughs> yeah. added extra. And, and I think that's one thing too that's taught me is this is making choices of who you're going to spend time with, who gets your attention. I mean, I used to go to a gazillion different meetings and different things. And it's like, I don't need to do all those things. You know, do what yeah. makes you happy and gives you joy and not because somebody else thinks you should do it. And, you know, being intentional about your life. Um, yeah, I've, I couldn't agree with you more. I, um, for years, spread myself thin really well um, <laughs> and just like yeah. took on way too much all the time. And, and I think the last year or so I've been selfish in a positive way where I've been focusing on making sure I have me time. And then if I continue to have me time, not filling that up quickly with something else, uh, even if it's a great thing, you know, for church or for cornerstones or whatever, 
um, trying to have that selfishness always, in a way. I always teach um, my Mary Kay team, like you got to fill your cup up. And if you're not doing mm -hmm. that, you have nothing to give anybody else. And so that's so important. So if somebody's, whoever's listening to this and is kind of afraid to do something, what encouragement would you have for someone to say, why not today? You're capable of a lot more than you think you are. That's one thing that I've realized about myself um, over, over the last two and a half years, definitely over the last year or so. Um, you're capable of a lot more than you think. And, you know, even if you go out and you try something and one thing you don't like it, then that's fine. You tried, you can pat yourself on the back for trying. Um, but go out there and take those leaps and you can watch your self-confidence soar. Um, I think that's the, you know, biggest words of encouragement that I have for those things. Um, start small. Don't make these huge goals, but make very small attainable goals and build them over time. Yeah, true. And just like you did, you started volunteering, which is interesting. After the Best of Reston Award, after I got it, so many people stopped me and to congratulate me. And they're like, how do I get involved? Because they saw all the gazillion things I've done. And they're like, how do I get involved? And being from Reston and being very involved in Reston, my dad was very active in community. I knew, I know all the players, like Carrie and I went to high school together. You know, mm. <laughs> I go back yeah. to lots of connections that way. But, um, you know, people don't know how to get involved. They want to, they have the right heart, but they don't know how to do it. So I think it's up to us to share that mission with people and connect people and help people to get involved. Say why not today? Because you never know whose life you're going to touch and change. And do it. Yeah. And I think, you know, in a nutshell, asking yourself why not today is, is the, the best place to start. So exactly. So that's my theme and that's my movement. Um, we're working on a website. It. I actually have cups that say why not today. Oh, I need to get one of those. <laughs> my t-shirt says why not today. I so, love it. Which we're not, we're not, you guys can't listening to this, you can't see it. But yeah, I've got vinyl. So I'm working on some merchandise to why not today to share. And one of the things I want to add to the website is not just the episode. So this um podcast is on Spotify and YouTube's or iTunes, Spotify and iTunes, and um, can share the link. I have a Facebook page and uh, Instagram page on Why Not Today. So you can follow us there. But yeah, my one thing I want to do is add some merchandise and start, start a movement. Like, you know, that uh, the theme, um, Life is Good. Yeah. Like, why Not Today? And encourage people I to love do it. things. So, well, thank you so much for being on here. And I always end with, the connection to my dad, because my dad was kind of the motivation behind that. And I don't know, probably don't know much about my dad, but that's my dad's logo. I love it. He had an eye patch and handlebar mustache. So everybody kind of knew who he was. He was very active and resting. So talking about connections and obviously Cornerstones is a big one. My dad um, was very instrumental in helping with Rest and Interfaith and um, working with Carrie, working with the shelter. Embry Rucker actually, the Shel Embry Rucker Shelter, who is named after my dad, knew really well, and I knew him. Um, so it goes back to that. Um, and then, you know, how ironic that I was very honored to be a Best Arrestant recipient, but probably the coolest part was my dad was one before. So to walk in his oh. footsteps, and then for that to be the place that you got connected to Cornerstones and your Why Not Today story, to full circle to where we are now, is kind of a cool circle. Um, and then we're well, definitely well, going to stay well, connected. 
Um, I'm not a young professional, but I've been one and I can mentor them. (laughs) Any help with that? Please do. And then your whole music thing. I think we talked about this, but another one of my hats I wear is I book music for Calypso's. And I would love to play Calypso's. So you just let me know when. uh, Well, maybe we should meet for a drink or something to talk about that. I would love that. (laughs) Well, thank you for being my guest. You're officially number three. So thank you everybody for listening and follow us again on um, Spotify and iTunes. Check out the website. Let me know if you want any merchandise, anybody. And uh, we'll be back again in two weeks. So thanks, Adrian, for being our guest. And thanks everybody for listening. Thank you, Leslie. I appreciate you having me on here. It's been a, it's been a fun time. Yay. All right. Let me turn the recording off. Bye everybody.